And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. There are aliens among us, Doc. I don't know if you know this, but aliens are are among us, according to an article I may have skimmed briefly. Oh, did you hear about that article through an excrement on X.com? I did not. I did not hear it through an X on X.com. <clears throat> Speaking of aliens, Elon Musk. Um, mm. No, there was some. Supposedly, there was some hearing and. Some whistleblower was admitting that there were non-Earth biological organisms that they found on something, and everyone was like, aliens! I mean, sure. As soon as somebody wants to actually show us some actual verifiable evidence, that'd be great. You can just show me the scene from Signs. Remember Signs? Oh, I remember Signs. Signs is pretty good. It's not great. The but it's pretty green good. man walking by the like walking yeah. past the camera and scaring the hell out of Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And then getting doused with drinking water. <laughs> Exploding. Yeah. What is your favorite uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong picture? Hmm. I mean, the best one. Ah, it's hard to say, actually. Um, Because the thing is, I think right up my alley, of course, is The Sixth Sense. Yes. Right? Um, Horror, Bruce Willis, uh, even a good performance from Haley Joel Osment. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's it's the first one. It was great twist, all that. But I don't know that I, I don't know that, I don't know that I have any desire to ever watch that movie again. Because... You know, once you know the twist, it's kind of like, yeah, eh, I could see wanting worth- to watch it a second time to try to notice things a little differently. Sure. And so then there's Unbreakable, which ah, I think I like that one. is very good as well. And to some extent, I, I view that as a twist ending also, because you kind of at the very end of that film, you're like, oh, I was watching a superhero film this entire time. And this was from a time when we were starved for superhero films because they didn't exist because nobody made them. There was no Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the second time I've said that phrase today, oddly enough. Interesting. Um, so that movie I like a lot. But also, I don't think I've ever wanted to really rewatch it. And this is going to sound odd because I also don't necessarily think I want to rewatch it. But I think I'd be most inclined to rewatch out of any of these a movie that many may consider one of his worst, but that's Lady in the Water. I kind of liked that movie. Paul Giamatti was good, and I liked how there wasn't really a twist, and I liked how it was kind of this weird sort of modern fairy tale mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. I don't know. Now that, There's something about that movie that appeals to me. Now, that is different from the movie where... She has sex with the fish man. That's a different water movie, right? 
Yeah, that's uh, Guillermo del Toro, right? Yeah, but Shape of Water. Shape of Water. <laughs> you said Lady of the Water, and that's immediately where I thought you were going to go. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, nope, this is a very different picture. Very different picture. Um, I think it's got Je- John Leguizamo in it, and I think he's got like one super buff arm, and the other one's like all like normal weak and atrophied because he only ever pumps iron with the one arm constantly throughout the film and it's silly and weird and what but i don't know man something about that film i i do not see john leguizamo in the cast for lady in the water then i am being horribly racist and i apologize to the latino actor um with whom i am confusing him uh but or or, or are you thinking of a different movie is it pretty sure it's that movie i'm thinking of pretty sure okay pretty sure um and then let's not even talk about the happening because that movie is oh yes reggie a lopsidedly muscled tenant who plays reggie uh freddie rodriguez (laughs) freddie rodriguez i apologize in my brain i remembered you as as being someone else yes that's okay <clears throat> you don't want to. Uh, in fairness, I don't think I've seen this movie since I saw it in the theater, and I don't know when that was. When did that come out? Two thousand six. So, so it's been a few seventeen years. years. You don't want to mention twenty tens, the last Airbender. Never saw it. First, I just like messing with people. If that was in that movie, I think maybe I would have seen it. No, no. I think for me, it is unbreakable. I did not see Split or Glass, but I feel like... I didn't see those either. I might Split enjoy them. Split also is probably up my alley. Yeah. And yeah, what was it? Mr. Glass? Again, since I think so highly of Unbreakable, I would probably like that as well. But I, for some reason, I, I had no desire to go back and, and to go back into those universes, mm-hmm. you know, with those two films. Did you not watch Batista in Knock at the Cabin? No, I did not. But that, in fairness, is not really an M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Um, he, he didn't write it. It's based oh, off yes. of a novel. Okay, so. I'm seeing that now. Yep. But, I mean, it is, because he, he I think he directed it. So, I mean, I, it kind of is. But I don't consider it a true M. Night movie unless he wrote it as well mm-hmm. as directed. Because there's another one that he uh, directed, I think. I don't know if he directed it, but he, he at least produced it. His name was on it. Devil. It's a movie about people trapped in an elevator. Uh, that one's pretty good. But okay. I, I don't think, I don't know that he wrote that one. And I also don't know, I don't even know if he directed it. No, he didn't. They just slapped his name on it. I'm um, back when they thought his name was going to be like a brand. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And the less said about the village, the better. That movie. Ugh. Yeah. I didn't. I watched The Sixth Sense. Um, the twist was good. Uh, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Although I, and I saw Unbreakable. But that, I think, was after the fact. I think I got that at, like, Blockbuster Video. <clears throat> yeah. When I was, you know, collecting DVDs, whichever DVDs were $5, I bought them. So Those are the ones you collected. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, how's the pup? What's new in the life of Lenny Manson? Well, Lenny had an exciting today. Today, uh-oh. Um, he, okay, we woke up this morning as usual. We went outside. We took care of some business. Um, 
went back inside. We had our breakfast, a little bit of a training session. We uh, played, we napped, and then right around 9.30, good friend GQ came on over. Ah. And Lenny got to meet his first other human, which was an exciting time for that little dog. We met GQ outside. Lenny turned into a little bit of a fountain, as young dogs tend to do. Sure. Which I anticipated, which is why we met him outside. Um, and yeah, that tail was wagon. It was wagon. He really enjoyed meeting GQ. And I think GQ enjoyed meeting him. Um, that was nice. We recorded an episode of Sounds Scary. I listened to your teaser. With- I was going to mention there's a, tra- a teaser trailer. I don't know if anybody out there else is still subscribed to that feed, but if you did, if you've heard it, please write in. DC, what was your impression? Does it sound like ridiculous, stupid shenanigans like always? I just enjoy hearing the two of you together. I, you know, all of the fancy editing that I am sure GQ did, putting that together with the sound effects and the narration and the very deep storyteller voice. I just want to hear the two of you bandy about as only you two can bandy. Um, So I'm excited, you know, two of my best friends in the world recording a podcast. What, what the only thing that would make it better would be me sitting in that chair. I can see it blurred in your background right there. You are not invited to be a voyeur. If you'd like to participate, you certainly may come by, but that is, that is it. I can't just watch. Oh, you can watch, but you have to come and watch the movie, and then you have to talk on the mic. Okay. I just think, I I just want to watch the two of you make exhibitions of yourselves. But I mean, you get that by listening to the show later, That's don't true. You? That's true. What's the What's the snack of the day? What What are you munching on there? Some aged white cheddar and sour cream Cape Cod potato chips. Somehow with 40% less fat. I don't know what they're comparing it to. but Very good. Yeah. <clears throat> I had some Trader Joe's chicken soup dumplings uh, earlier. What are you, and Delish. What, what are you sipping on? Uh, just a spiked smoothie, strawberry lemonade. Very delish. Oh, and after that, you know, obviously we recorded Sounds Scary and all that. And Lenny had himself uh, his first vet appointment. Oh, so we went, we got some shots, we got our physical, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's sleeping it off now. I suspect he's, he seems rather lethargic, probably from the shot. Um, and he'll probably sleep most of this evening uh, as a result. Clean, clean bill of health. Though. As of the moment. Uh, I never want to, I never want to get specific with financials. How much does it cost to, to own a dog? It can be pricey. Um, I mean, for today, like this first physical, as well as the shots, because, and like there's a deworming. So, like, there, it's, it adds up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But altogether, that's about $200. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. But mind you, he'll be there again in three weeks for his next round of shots. Mm. And then three weeks after that for the next round of shots. After which he'll be good for a year. But okay. when he's a puppy, there is there's stuff to be done. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. But outside of today, which was a very exciting day, meeting a new friend, getting to go to the vet, 
And even going to the vet was fun for him, honestly, because he got to meet three other new people. The receptionists cooed at him. Um, so, you know, he was tail wagging mile a minute, very excited to meet everybody. And they, they, they take a smear of baby food onto a little plate and put that in front of him while they give him the shot. So I don't think he even felt it when it happened. And he got to fill up his belly with this disgusting pink paste of goo, which he thought was amazing. Um, so, you know, all in all, a good day to be Lenny. Now you're going to have to buy some baby food because now it's used to it. <laughs> nah, that's just a special vet time treat, which helps make that a little bit uh, easier, I think, for him. But uh, and he also got his nails trimmed while he was there. So that was nice. Wow. Full service. Getting a full little service. Bit. Yeah, yeah, full service. So he's doing well. He's doing well. He's doing well. He's uh, sleeping most of the night these days. I do have to tend to get up with him around 6 a.m., take care of the business, then we go back to bed for maybe an hour or so. Um, that's working out. His house training is going pretty well. I'd say uh, 80% there that's pretty um, good for this yeah still some accidents here and there but the vast majority of it's happening so it's good it's happening it's going all right where's where's he sleeping is he still up on the nightstand is he has no. he been moved he's in he's in his crate but the crate is now on the floor of the room uh with with uh where where i'm sleeping so he's a bit further away but i can still see him and you know he can still see me if he he looks um so I think that's working out. I don't know how much I it's weird because I'm thinking maybe I should start thinking about moving him out. But at the same time, he is not old enough, big enough yet to hold his business for mm -hmm. the entire night. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of feel like he should probably stick around until then. So when you say he sleeps through the night, does he have an accident in his crate? in the middle? No, no. So these nights, um, the nights that he's making it to six, it's, He's making it. He's sleeping and he's being fine. Um, but if he wakes up at two in the morning and starts whining, I will I will wake up, of course, and then I take him out. Um, and he, we're, we're going back and forth right now. There are nights where he sleeps pretty much the whole night. And then there are nights where he wakes up at two. Um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're getting there. We're are getting there. You, are you always the middle of the night? Get up thus far. Yes, that has been my. My responsibility. I suppose you are working less than yes. Mrs. That's Manson. part of so the that's, reason, certainly. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, and we have to ask, because this is, again, the sibling dynamics are what concerns me. How is uh, old OBO, old brother Oscar? He's doing okay. He's very patient with uh, Lenny and um, doing remarkably well, I'd say. He does get ticked off sometimes with this thing nipping at his face, you know, and so forth. So he'll give him what for, um, chase him around, that sort of thing. But he's pretty gentle about it. And when Lenny does, you know, flip over, expose his belly, Oscar, Oscar accepts the submission and moves on. So it seems like it's going all right. <clears throat> Was GQ able to handle two dogs that wanted nothing more than to love on him the whole time? <laughs> Yeah, he was doing all right. Uh, Lenny even slept on him, I'd say, for maybe 45 minutes while we were watching uh, the movie for the episode we recorded. Do I get to know what the film was, or is, are we keeping these things secret for for the show? Um, 
I guess you can know. Um, the film this today was Dr. Giggles from 1992. Okay. <clears throat> that the one where Steve Martin plays a dentist or is that Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, that's, that's Little Shop, man. All right. You should watch that. We could. We definitely could. And then you two on the show while you're recording break into a duet of Suddenly Seymour. I would do it. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Seymour standing beside me. I I wish there was a video. So people you that was <laughs> method acting. You were 100% committed. Uh that was that was a thing of beauty. That was a thing of beauty. Um yeah, I you know, I I've seen GQ act many times i'm sure that has been covered when gq was was on our show low those many years ago um not he sang sure. some uh i think he sang some parody songs on the last christmas special for he did sound scary he did he did uh, if you could if you could call that singing gq um i finished our podcast last week and I went into the other room where my wife is and I just, you know, sort of like opened the door and waved and let her know I was done. And she's looking at me and she's like, why did I hear you singing Barbie girl? <laughs> and I was Cause like, Barbie's coming out. Come on. And I was like, we, we were talking about 90s songs. Somebody wrote in and asked for recommend. And, and she's just like, and that's the song you chose to sing. I was like, I sang other ones. That's the one you happen to hear. And in fairness, it was topical because the movie was coming out. Have you seen the movie? No. Have you? Because you said you might. I have. And? I have, in fact, seen the movie. Um, I will tell you, they are, they, are, they are pulling a bait and switch on you. Okay. The trailers show you mostly the first 30 to 35 minutes of that movie. Um, Let's... For the sake of argument, assume I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, okay. Um, the trailers want you to believe uh, that this is a movie about Barbie land, which is the world in which the all the Barbies and Kens and their ilk live. And it's this beautiful world. And then the the main Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, um, suddenly is thinking thoughts that would not normally be what you would consider Barbie-ish thoughts. And so she needs to go to the real world and hijinks ensue is what you are led to believe. Okay. Um, uh, and that does happen, but then they throw in, uh, you know, this is a Greta Gerwig picture. So this is, they, then they throw in um, a whole bunch of commentary on the difficulties of being a woman in today's society. Um, no. The, 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 the issues with uh, the patriarchy, both good and bad. You see both the, the, the bad side of it, but then you also see sort of where it may come from. And I don't want to spoil too many things. Uh, but, you know, Barbie has her eyes opened. Ken has his eyes opened. You you get a very good sense of where Ken is coming from. He is 
at the beginning of the movie, he is just an accessory, obviously. He lives to serve, essentially. Um, and going into the real world, he has some different experiences. Uh, so we enjoyed it very much. My wife, I don't think she'll mind me saying, spent probably the last 30 minutes of the movie just in tears. Oh. Um, it, it was There were some definite emotional moments. It was very good. I mean, we left it. We left that movie expecting to be slightly uplifted, and then you know you go see Oppenheimer, and if you take out the sex scenes, um, you you feel bad. We left Barbie. Are you saying you feel good during movie sex scenes? Depends on the scene, I suppose. All right, so the Oppenheimer sex scenes. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, no. <laughs> and and apparently, uh, not the best scenes. In the movie, no, I wouldn't um, expect. But we, be. but you, we left the Barbie movie way more. You know, we had probably a forty-five minute conversation all the way through Trader Joe's and on the way home, um, just about some of the the topics that were covered in the movie. And it, you know, you you left a little more emotionally exhausted than you expected to when you went in. I recommend it. Um, I think it's worth watching. It is not my piece of positivity for the week. But it was quite good. Um, There's just something about seeing um, Ryan Gosling with the blonde hair mm -hmm. that makes me think he's one of the Wilson brothers. Let me tell you, the man can sing. Oh, I'm not surprised to do that. There are there are multiple uh, Ken songs, uh, all of them very good. Shang Chi's in the movie, doing a very nice job um, in the role he is playing. Kate McKinnon is always a delight to see. Will Ferrell is there to do Will Ferrell things. Um, so, you know, the cast is very good. It, if you like going to the movies and you feel like you haven't been able to go lately because there's been crap, Barbie is worth your time. So if you enjoy... If Resounding you en praise for if you Barbie. If you enjoy the movie experience, the movie going experience, as I do, and I know as you do, uh, we were one of eight people in the theater. They're, they're playing it at our local movieplex at nine in the morning. And it's a two hour movie. So, with you add the stupid commercials with Maria Menounos and the previews, you're out the door by 11.50. So, pretty uh, good. An, an enjoyable time, I think. An enjoyable time. Um, yeah, have not seen Oppenheimer. May wait till we can rent it and fast forward past uh, Naked Silly and Murphy. I don't need to see that. Or you could go see the Middle East version where they digitally add a black dress on her. I suppose I could do that, too. I suppose that is an option. There is a large, you know, Western Asian community uh, with our local movie Plex. I wonder if they are showing that movie with some sort of additional, you know, screening. <laughs> Is there a movie? When does Godzilla come out? When do you? Oh, the Japanese one? Uh, I yeah. think December 1st. All right. I want to see Wonka. There's a, ah. I've seen the trailer for Wonka. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be glad to see that. I think Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. Yeah, Shamalama Ding Dong. M M I think he looks very good in the role. Yes. Uh, I, I liked his performance that I saw in the trailer. Yes. Um, but I think the movie itself looks bad. That's fine. And, and like part of it is like, and this is just me being a snob, but like 
I'm just so turned off by like unnecessary use of CGI. Like I don't need a fully video game looking digital version of Wonka riding on the top of a trunk and then doing a singing in the rain, spinning down a street lamp sure. to make a flashing entrance. Sure. I just don't need it. No. I, and honestly, it's that kind of stuff in the trailer that turned me off mm-hmm. of the film. I think his performance, again, looks yeah. it, good. I, I watch him and I get more Gene Wilder than I do Johnny Depp, which is immediately a good thing. Which is immediately a good thing. But that first movie, if you take out the Cheer Up Charlie song, that first movie is excellent with no, you know, with very little in the way of special effects. Doesn't need it. Yeah. You know, there was a moment where I'm watching the trailer, and again, I want to see it, but I'm like, is this a Baz Luhrmann production? (laughs) That's that's kind of the vibes. And again, I'm sure it will be a lovely spectacle and going to see it on the big screen and everything will be nice. But um, but yeah, other than that, I can't think of a movie. I'm excited to uh, to see the Marvels, I suppose we will go see the Marvels. I know. I'm assuming you did not watch Secret Invasion. What's that? was the Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury spy t- TV show that just finished up its six episode season. Yeah. Was it good? We watched the first episode. Um, they killed off a, ma- a, a female character. Um, and my wife got so frustrated that that's just what Marvel seems to do now is kill off female characters that we did not watch another episode. I feel like their thing right now is just killing off any established character that they have to pay the actor more than. Well, this was, you know, again, wage. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But now this is, you know, it's Maria Hill. So, yes, that's the actress from How I Met Your Mother. So she's, I'm sure, getting a nice paycheck, but it's not, you know, Captain Marvel. It's not the Scarlet Witch. You're not paying her probably 10, 15 million dollars for these things. So. But I, I bet you the longevity, the amount of time she's been in the series, I bet oh, you the pay true. has gone up and up. That's and probably true. They probably view her as a dispensable character who could be played by any fresh faced young. Yeah. You know, so or AI that they digitize. Sure. Right. That too. Yeah. Um, well, that's also know. it. Well, you know, who knows when these movies are going to come out now because they'll release whatever they've already filmed, but. That's about it. Uh oh, we're looking off cam. Nope, nope, maybe not. No, I'm just taking a burp. Okay. Try not do it directly into the microphone. You're so sweet. Yeah, I do it again. You have such good podcast etiquette, a, a trait I lack. You say so. I'm the one who's been munching on chips this whole episode. You, I noticed you. You know, you back away from the the uh, the microphone like you're singing Chocolate Rain. You sometimes you will you will mute yourself if you need to blow your nose or something like you, you know, maybe I'll just maybe, maybe I'll just eat a bowl of cereal for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's happened before. Could happen again. Uh, speaking of which, um, yeah. we are. What's the day? I believe next our next week's show. Uh, will be the closest because I believe we are July 31st is technically when we started this this go around. So we are coming up on what will be eight years 
of being quote unquote professional podcasters. Wow. So I'm not even going to make the joke of, no, it's a good time to end it. <laughs> Won't even make that joke. No, I, I, you know, are, are you on threads? Have you moved to threads? Not technically. Um, but when everything went down with Reddit, I did uh, join Kabin and Lemmy, which are defederated versions, of essentially, of Reddit. Um, so it's on the it's on the the Fediverse, if you will, which is basically the same underlying technology that runs Mastodon, which you may be familiar with. Yeah. Um, but instead of it being a Twitter clone, it's a Reddit clone. It's what it's the what the protocol is being used for there. Um, so. I ostensibly have essentially a Mastodon account at this point, mm. um, which is federated with threads, or at least it's if it's or at least it's going to be. That's what they've said. I don't know that it is yet. Yeah. Um, so sort of, but no, I don't have an official threads account, I have nor will I. I have I have debated it. I talked with, you know, a friend of the show, Chip, this morning. He had was trying to talk me into it. I don't know what it's going to offer besides just not being on the X anymore. Um, I don't know what it's going to offer. So nothing. Yeah. And the thing is like at this point, like I don't know about anybody else, but like I cannot stand using Facebook or Instagram. There are so many fucking ads. Mm. Like I think I get more ads than actual posts. When I look through my feed, that's what threads is going to be. If it's not already like meta has shown you where their priorities lie. I have uninstalled all of their shit from my phone and I don't need another one. I don't need another experience for them to fucking ruin. Just don't need it. The refreshing thing about Mastodon and these other services is no ads, all content. I like it. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot less content. There's a lot less people on there. It's hard to find content. You start on Mastodon, and your feed has nothing on it. You have to find people to follow, and there's not that many fucking people out there. But mm. you can follow things like hashtags and things like that to start filling in your feed, right? Um, and I overall, I think it's a better experience. I'm not really utilizing it, which is to say I'm not really posting or anything. Sure. But in terms of being able to get my news from somewhere... That's my preferred method. So how is Mastodon making money, or is it just not? It's not. It's not a company. Okay. And that's the thing with Mastodon and all these, um, again, this federated experience, is the way the technology works, it's all open source. Anybody can run an instance, all right? And that's when you hear about things being too complicated with Mastodon. You have to sign up on somebody's instance, right? Um, but like, as I think I've, I've talked to you before on the show, it's, it doesn't matter what instance you sign up on because all the instances are federated with each other. And what that means is they talk to each other. So if I'm on you know, an instance that I'm running on a server in my own house, and yes, you can do that. You can run your own Mastodon instance, sign up for your account through that, and then just federate with the larger universe and get access to all the posts that are out there. Um, 
And then what that does is it means it doesn't matter if this particular instance is run by some asshole who decides to moderate everything to hell or to introduce ads or whatever. You just leave that instance. You just you just bank an account somewhere else if the people that are running your server fucking suck. There's thousands of them. And you could set up your own if you wanted to. Like you never you will it's never going to go down the path because it's it's like pure at least at this time it's just pure social media the way I think it should be. Not run by a corporation, not funneling you to ads, etc. It's okay. I'm still trying to figure out what an instance is. Well, think about it. It's it's hard to think about it, I guess. Um, but I think the best analogy is the best analogy I think is email. Okay, so if you sign up for an email account with Gmail, mm-hmm. Gmail is the instance. That's the server that all your email is stored on. Right when you send a message, it's coming from Gmail's server. When somebody sends you a message. It's showing up on the Gmail server, and that's where you're going to log in and access it and read that email, right? If I'm on Yahoo Mail, yeah, that's my instance. That's my server. I'm over on the Yahoo server. When I send something, it comes from there. When I receive something, I'm accessing it from there, right? But Yahoo Mail and Gmail can talk to each other. You can send messages to each other, right? Okay. And it's the exact same thing with Mastodon and these other services, Just, I signed up for an account with Gmail, you signed up with an account with Yahoo, but the services talk to each other. And instead of it just being a single message that you're directly sending to each other's inboxes, there's a feed. It's like Twitter. It's like Instagram. Depending on how people have implemented this, the protocol can can support a lot of different sorts of technologies. So Mastodon, again, is basically a Twitter clone. Lemmy is essentially a Reddit clone. Um, there's something called, I think, Pixel Fed, which is essentially an Instagram um, clone. And then there's even some YouTubes out there. The downfall of all these things is that they are run by, you know, some guy who runs a server, right? So, like, that guy decides to shut a server down, I guess your account goes bye-bye. So don't put all your eggs in one basket, I guess. Um, but... There are some large instances out there. I signed up for one of the largest ones that exists for Lemmy, Lemmy.world. Um, it's got the most users. I they, they keep scaling up the server. It seems like they're in for it the long haul. I also signed up for uh, another server um, just to have a backup because sometimes the, the Lemmy World one goes down because, again, it is this kind of actually weird small operation, right? And Lemmy, and Lemmy the, the software is also very, very beta. So they're constantly doing updates, which breaks things and things like that. So that, but again, if that instance goes down, I just switch to my other account and I can get access back to it and I can read everything like from the other servers that are still up. You know what I mean? It's like the service never actually goes down. Just maybe your instance goes down so you can just choose another one. Um, It's kind of, it's kind of neat. It's not, it is a little, I can see what people are saying about it not being user friendly in some regards. Like, I don't think it's, it's bad when you sign up and it says, what server do you want? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Like there's and there's a hundred choices, right? But ultimately that doesn't matter. Just sign up for Mastodon.social, the biggest one run by the Mastodon um nonprofit. Um, but there but if you wanted to sign up for a different instance, a different server with a different company, you could. Um, that's the appeal of Mastodon, is Mastodon is sort of run by a larger entity. 
Uh, but again, they are a nonprofit uh, entity. They're not, you know, a for-profit capitalist asshole corporation like mm-hmm. all the others. Um, but again, you don't have to do it through Mastodon. There are plenty of other services you could sign up through and still get access to all that content. Doesn't matter. Um, that's the beauty of it. And you get, you still get all of like. <clears throat> so you know, if I go on Reddit and I go on Mastodon, like, how, what's the carryover? How much? I mean, none. They're separate services, right? So if you post to Reddit, it's on Reddit. If somebody posts to Lemmy, it's on Lemmy. Okay. But what would you say, like, are you getting all the stuff you need that you normally would get on? I'm getting all the stuff that I need, but there's definitely less content. Millions of people use Reddit. Sure. Lemmy probably has tens of thousands of users. So there are people posting but you also have to find things to follow, which is the other difficult part about it. Um, and I think that's actually the most difficult part. Like with Mastodon, when you first sign up, it will suggest to you accounts to follow. They kept telling me, you should follow George Takai. And I was like, maybe I will. But like your feed has nothing in it when you first sign up. Nothing. So you have to find things to follow. Otherwise, you're going to have no content. Um, Lemmy is a little bit different because Lemmy... Again, being more of a Reddit clone, when you first sign up, you can go to the feed and you can select all and it will show you every post from all instances of Lemmy in a single feed. You can also select local and that's only going to show you posts happening to the instance that your account is on. And then you can also subscribe. Then you can also hit subscriptions and just look at um, I think they call them communities instead of subreddits communities that you've actually subscribed to will be in your subscription feed, right? Um, But again, you have to actually find communities to to subscribe to, and that can be challenging um, because when you start off with Reddit and you start an account, they automatically have by default like, I don't know, 20 subreddits that you're automatically subscribed to, so your feed has content in it. That's not the case for Lemmy. Um, And then to to complicate things, Here's, again, where things maybe get a little bit more complicated, right? When you do search for communities, like, say, I want to look. I love on Reddit. I love r slash horror. There's their their dreaded subreddit all about horror, right? I go on Lemmy, and I search for horror communities. Well, Lemmy.world might have a horror community, but uh, Lemmy.ml has a horror community, and Lemmy.social has a community. Every instance might have their own community for that topic. And typically, really what you do right now is people have just made these things and a lot of them are just squatting on them. There's no content in them. You find the one that has the most followers, you subscribe to that one, and mm-hmm. you're good to go. Sure. But it takes a little bit more effort, right? Because you do have to separate the wheat from the chaff. And that's, again, not as intuitive or user-friendly. But Overall, it has filled my Reddit void, and I, um, I'm not really using Reddit except when it comes up as, you know, part of a DuckDuckGo search when I'm looking for a specific piece of information. But I used okay. to I used to browse Reddit every day. No more. I am done with Reddit. So you're done with Reddit. You're done with Twitter. X. You're done with you Instagram. Mean? Whatever. You're done with Instagram. You're done with Facebook. Yeah. Are you still doing MySpace? Oh, I can never leave Tom. <laughs> He's my first real friend online. Oh, Tom. 
Oh, the looking over your shoulder, Tom. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend Mastodon or Lemmy to anybody, but it's real. Because And the other part of it is you have to also understand this is real early days for those technologies. I think Mastodon is a little bit more established. I think Mastodon is pretty, is pretty slickly done overall. Lemmy is like super, I would even call it beta software. Like there's a lot of growing pains there. Like the server um, software is like version 0.0.18 release candidate seven right now. You know what I mean? Like it's, they consider it extremely early software, which is likely to change a lot over time. It was not ready for a mass migration from Reddit. Um, and again, I don't think a mass migration happened necessarily, um, but there are tens of thousands more users than there were a month ago. So, yeah, I think everybody went to threads and I think it's only a matter of time before they go, oh, this is also bad. Yeah. But again, so. I mean, Meta has shown us that they will take all of their products and make it bad. So I don't know what people are expecting. The one good thing about threads, though, technically speaking, is, and I, I, I want to say they already did it, but I'm not sure. It, when it launched, it was not yet federated with the Mastodon instances, but I believe it is now. So technically speaking, from threads, you can get access to all the content on Mastodon. And conversely, if you signed up for a Mastodon account, so that is to say, you're not going to give away any of your privacy to Meta Corporation. You could still access Threads content through Mastodon. So that's an interesting that's an interesting concept for me. Sure. But I don't know. This sounds very much up your alley, sort of like a, you know, a groundswell, grassroots type, you know, yeah. social media as social media is supposed to be type thing. I think that you and the besties. Given that you don't, well, I mean, you don't seem really interested in noise on Twitter, but you're interested in talking to a select groups of people. Like, I think Mastodon could really work for you guys. Given that you have if a core nucleus of folks, like, I feel like that would probably mm-hmm. be good. I think it's got I, just enough of what you guys want. Yeah. But... I debated trying to create like a Discord server. I know, you know, you frenemy- did make one. I know, but going beyond just the besties, I know frenemy of the show Eddie McCabe, aka Liam Stryker, tried to make one. I don't know what's happening with that. I didn't join, um, but I, you know, I, I have no interest in moderating. I have no interest in dealing with all of that type of stuff. So maybe, may, maybe we will. Uh, Maybe we will take the take the besties to Mastodon. We all have to wear the Vader masks. Vader time. All right. One of us, every couple of weeks, our eyeball has to pop out of our... Have you seen that video? No. Oh, my God. It was on... I don't know. It showed up on my, my X feed uh, the other day. Him and Stan Hansen, and he gets hit in the head, and all of a sudden he takes his mask off, and his eye is, you know, not inside the orbital bone and i was just like jesus so that sounds gross it is not pleasant i'll say that not 
not pleasant. I, I'm all for strong style, but that is a bit too strong uh, for, for my liking. Uh, I have no wrestling news to discuss. We're coming up on SummerSlam. I guess blood and guts happened. I think we're going to cover that in an email or two. All right. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Batista just joined Evolution, the wrestling that I'm watching on, you know. Oh, I was like, what? In the Evolution's archive. back and Batista's no. back? No. In the archive, Batista just joined Evolution. So I'm coming up to the end of 2003 in that sense. But uh, shall we move to our emails? There, I think we shall. Friend? Podcast at ddtwrestling.com is where you can find us. Where am I going here? We appear to have four emails. We have, I see four as well. Our first one comes from Nate, Wrestling, Baseball, and Horror. Good afternoon, DC and Doc. Blood and Guts was a good match, but man, it felt again like doing extreme spots for no reason, and I love that stuff. Mox came in and just stabbed Omega and Paige with a fork. Broken glass tacks, bed of nails, and a shoe with tacks. I just don't see their reasons for doing it. Just me, I know. DC, I know it's business and just how it goes, but do you ever wish the Yanks and Dodgers weren't as rich of organizations as they are? Doc's thoughts on the Exorcist franchise. New sequel-ish looks awesome. I'd check it out if possible. Have a super night, fellers. You're both wonderful. Your bestie, Nate. Um, yeah, I did not watch Blood and Guts, obviously. The fact that there was a bed of nail, I, I don't know what, they're trying to be. Well, I will say if you're going to call a show blood and guts, and at least sounds like they delivered on the advertising, right? True. That I, again, do I have any real interest in watching those matches, those types of matches at this point in my life? Not so much, no. but Hey, at least they gave what they advertised, right? Yeah. yeah, I just, we saw, you know, Mick Foley got over, amazingly enough. But, and yes, there were thumbtacks at one point, and he got choke slammed. He got thrown off a cell, and his tooth came out through his lip and out his nose. But this is even, be, like, you know, there is a literal bed of nails. We're watching, you know, Everybody bleeding. I'm just like, I, it's not for me, but maybe that's it. Nate seemed to enjoy it. So he, you know, there is an audience that likes, as he said, extreme stuff for no reason. Uh, do I ever wish the Yankees and Dodgers weren't as rich? I, as a Boston Red Sox fan, I cannot complain about the rich baseball organizations. We just gave, and I'll, I'll forgive me. We, I am not part of the Red Sox marketing department. They just gave Rafael Devers $300 million to be their third baseman for the next decade. The Red Sox are one of those rich organizations. Nate is a fan of the Minnesota Twins, which is decidedly not a super rich organization. Do I wish that there was more parity? 
And do I wish that we didn't have this upper crust of elites and then the teams that, you know, the poor Oakland athletics where there's sewer water and like animals living in their stadium because they can't get this city of Oakland to build, help build them a new one. So they're waiting to move to Las Vegas. Yes. I think that would be more fun all around. Um, but I also, you know, want to pay good players lots of money to come play for Boston. So I, it would be hypocritical for me to say that I wish the Yankees and Dodgers didn't spend as much money. Uh, Doc, talk to me about Linda Blair and pea soup. Uh, no need, because Linda Blair won't be in The Exorcist Believer to be released later this year. Um, the trailer came out just recently. Has been getting a lot of good buzz online. Even GQ said he thought it looked quite good. Um, I have zero interest in seeing this film. I don't know. Um, the the reason why is because right after the 2018 version of Halloween came out, um, that writer director David Gordon Green, uh, everybody was astounded by that film, and it was a good film. I think Halloween 2018 was actually quite good. I had problems with it personally. But I think overall, it it really did nail what that film needed to do, and it did it very, very well. Um, and so he became this hot commodity, and film companies just threw money at him to revitalize other franchises. And the one that he ended up signing on to was The Exorcist, and he signed on to a deal to make a trilogy of films, um, just as he made a trilogy of Halloween films. Um, now, my major problem here comes from the fact that while Halloween 2018, while a flawed film, still quite good... He went on to make a trilogy of Halloween films with Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And Halloween Kills, and more so Halloween Ends, were terrible you, I was going to say, I don't movies. remember you speaking highly of either of those movies. They were bad. Like, real, real bad. So, you have to believe, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in David Gordon Green as a filmmaker so I am not necessarily thinking The Exorcist Believer is going to be a good film. Now, that said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is a great film, and I hope it is a lot of fun, and I hope that I ended up seeing it. But I gotta say, I appreciate The Exorcist 3, because they did something very different with it, um, and returned to the original writer of the novel on which the first movie is based for that film. Exorcist 2 is garbage. Uh, Exorcist 1 all-time classic. Um, the thing is, if you were to ask me what The Exorcist is about, I mean, most people would say it's about a little girl who gets possessed by a demon. That's not what The Exorcist is about, though. What The Exorcist is about is about a priest who has lost his faith in God, and he is trying to reestablish that faith in God. and through this journey, he is also participating in the exorcism of a little girl who happens to be possessed by a demon. Uh, and I know that sounds, I don't know, snobby or snooty of me, but it's one of the reasons why that original film, I think, is an all-time classic, is because it's about more than just the... The, the the trite horror plot, right? I don't know 
that these movies will be about more than a little girl being possessed. Well, actually, I know that's it's about more than that because DC, you won't believe it. In this new Exorcist movie, Exorcist Believer, there are two little girls who are no. possessed. Two of them. OMG. That's crazy. That's twice as many as the first film. That's insane. How could How they think of that? How are you going to be able to do you, you devote energy to one and the other demon's going to flip out? And the, oh, I just it doesn't give you're me gonna a lot need of more hope. than a, you're going to need more than an old priest and a young priest. I will say I do think that one of the smart things that they've done here, although, you know, I'm noticing a pattern with David Gordon Green. Uh, they're ignoring all of the sequels. There's been like five other movies in this franchise, and this is a direct sequel to the first film. That worked out fairly well for Halloween 2018 doing that. But I don't I don't like that necessarily as an ongoing thing. I, I don't like just discounting decades worth of lore and history from a movie franchise just because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I don't know. Like I do I think it's clever sometimes, but I just, I don't know. It's a trope that I think this particular filmmaker over relies on. And so I don't know how to feel about it. And I guess I won't really know until I actually see the film or hear more about it. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, not looking particularly forward to it. Our next email comes from the bestest of all besties, Glenn. Hopefully we get an update here. And the title is I'm Still Standing. I'm Still Standing. My guys, the latest episode is I went to the hematology unit on Monday. The latest update? Yeah, what'd I say? The latest episode? (laughs) The latest update is I went to the hematology unit on Monday, and my white blood cell count, although high, has leveled off. So we'll be monitored every six weeks, but at the moment, do not need any treatment. That's great. That's great to hear. Uh, So now it's back to finding out what causes the fatigue and back pains. On a lighter note, with it only a week away, what is your favorite SummerSlam match or moment? Mine is obviously seeing the British Bulldog winning the icy title at Wembley. Thanks oh as God. always, Glenn Double N, with a period. It is a week away. Holy crap. Okay. Ah, uh, hmm. Favorite SummerSlam moment. Was SummerSlam the uh, match made in heaven? That's exactly what I'm thinking of. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was SummerSlam. Yeah, that's probably Zeus. it. Zeus. That's probably uh, it. Yeah, Bulldog winning in 92 was very good. Um, Brett and Owens cage match, which would be, and I think that's 94. So then we also get uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker with Leslie Nielsen oh, that's, at SummerSlam. That's classic. That's a, that's a good one. Um, Brett and Mr. Perfect in 91 was really good. I It's one of those things I was I debated going back and trying to watch all the summer slams. Um, I decided against it cause I'm already watching wrestling and I don't want to get off track, but I can't say that's my never been my favorite pay-per-view of the big four. That is actually my least favorite. Um, I'm sure there are other great moments that I'm missing, but again, undertaker versus undertaker is a classic, uh, bulldog winning. Great. The How wedding. about um, Warrior versus Honky Tonk Man? 
the like 30 second match. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> one. Uh, I think Brock beating up John Cena and also like. Wasn't there a know. Brock versus Rock at SummerSlam? There might have been. I think there was actually, I actually think there was a, a Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon ladder match. I know everybody always talks oh, about the WrestleMania two. one, but. Ladder two. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a good show. I I don't know what tribal combat is going to be. Roman Reigns is going to battle Jey Uso in tribal combat. I am hoping it is. Uh, I tweeted about this. I am hoping it is some sort of final deletion style thing with Paul Heyman just being ridiculous. I doubt that's actually what it's going to be. Probably not. Um, I have no interest in watching Brock versus Cody Rhodes for like the 18th time. It'll be great. That. This is the one you've been waiting for, DC. Uh, Glenn, I am delighted to hear you are doing well, and I hope they can figure out the, the fatigue and the back pain. I would say it's from carrying Jeremy around, but he went up and disappeared. So, Brandon Banks has a segment idea for us. Hey, guys, an idea for a segment that maybe you guys would consider. The besties email in with a debate topic and choose which one of you argues which point. Is this something you guys would be interested in? Keep up the work sent from my iPhone, which I hold in my hands while I poop. I was interested until I found out where you sent it from, and now I'm no longer interested. He didn't say he sent it while pooping. He just says that he holds it in his hands while he poops sometimes. Who amongst us can say they have never held their iPhone in their hands whilst pooping? Don't you want to just like an actual book? Aren't you worried it's going to fall in the toilet? I've never been worried about that, no. Really? Really? I worry about it every, I worry about it every time. They're mostly waterproof these days. Okay. That's not the part I'm worried about. <laughs> I don't drop things very often, but you've got those I, big frying pans. I so. drop stuff all <laughs> the goddamn time. Actually, I, I was I was in the bathroom recently, and my phone did slip, and I swatted it away from the toilet. Like, I swatted it into, we have this 31 tote that, like, kind of, you know, will hold old towels or something. I swatted it into that. In order to keep it safe. Oh, that's that was amazing. Like, oh, dear God. I love that. Oh, I um, love that. I, I don't mind a debate topic. Uh, choosing which one of us. Th- I'm going to lose most debates anyways. So I suppose it really doesn't matter which one of us debates which which point. Yeah, sure. Send one in. We'll see if we have fun. There you go. Uh, last one. Mrs. Manson parenting. Hello, friends. Happy to report Lenny went to the vet today and weighed in at 4.34 pounds. At almost 10 weeks old, he's a growing and healthy boy. Also, puppies are a lot of work. My memories of raising Oscar seem to have faded. Doc and I were also a decade younger and not caring for an additional creature. Maybe there is something to that. At any rate, we are keeping up the work, as a fellow bestie would say, and managing care for both Oscar and Lenny all right. Parents of the world, of humans, canines, and other creatures, God bless. It can be exhausting and overwhelming. It's a good thing the littles are so endearing, even, for example, when they poop under your kitchen table right after you've had them outside. Cheers to another week, Mrs. M. And there is a gorgeous picture of little Lenny the potato I'm assuming that's at the vet. It is. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I am glad things are going well. I am sure it is exhausting. My parents, you know, my dad in his 70s and my mom in her mid-60s uh, decided to get a puppy and they are, they cannot handle this dog. I'm sorry, champ and mom Matthews, if you listen, which I don't think you will. But if you do, I'm sorry. You cannot handle that creature that you have. How old's the dog now? Oh, pff, probably like maybe two or three at this point. But like I went over, I was there yesterday and it almost went through the front window. Like you just, you know, and you know, my dad's 75, um, you know, knee pain. He went, you know, got down on his knees to get something under the couch, which he's not supposed to do. Cause he has two artificially replaced knees fell over, had to be helped up. Um, so, you know, it, this is this is a very strange thing. And then they keep saying to me, well, you know, don't worry. If something happens to us, you get to take care of the dog. And I was like, I, you're the godparent. Apparently, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't get a choice in the matter. No, but, you uh, wouldn't. I don't know whether or not so. your landlord's going to like that. But I, apparently, I think we could have a emotional support animal, which is kind of why I asked, because we've been talking. I'm like, how hard would it be? to get somebody we know, you know, in the medical profession to write us a saying that one of us needs an emotional support animal. But they also went and got another white German shepherd. Like they should have gotten, if they had gotten a 4.34 pound dachshund, they would have been able to handle them fine. True. You should trade, trade Lenny I for pass. Pearl. I pass on that. Okay. All right. Dachshund energy I is my energy. <laughs> I want you to have a shirt that says I've got big dachshund energy. <laughs> That's a good idea. That has to be a shirt. Oh man. If not, I'm putting that together. Oh yeah. That's going up on the DDT store by now. <laughs> well, I'm looking now. That's gotta be. No, nope. not seeing it. What if I did big ween energy and it was a picture of a cartoon dachshund underneath it? That would be fine too. Or what if it was big ween energy with like a jack-o'-lantern on it? Now I'm going to Halloween territory. It's a little different. Yeah. Well, you got to diversify. Yep. Yep. Okay. You're, you're, right. You'll get the you'll get the Halloween crowd. We'll just call it the get, Ween Store. It'll be all Halloween and Dachshund merch and hot dogs. Yeah. See, there you go. Retire now. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity now that we have heard from Nate and Glenn and Mr. Banks and Mrs. Manson? You know, I think I'm going to give it to 1992's classic horror film, Dr. Giggles. What a film. What a film. For more complete thoughts, I encourage you to listen to episode six of season two of the Sound Scary podcast. I'm looking at the cast being like, there's nobody. Oh, nope, never mind. That's one of the Larry uh, Drake from, and Holly Marie Combs. Yeah, one yeah. of the Com one of the um, charmed ladies. Um, yeah, Larry Drake. Am I, was, supposed to, I was going to say, am I supposed to know who Larry Drake he's is? He's a character actor that has been in. Oh, Dark Man. A lot of stuff. Yeah, Dark, Dark Man, Man probably being the one you would. At least the one I would most recognize. Um, yeah, no, it's just a fun film. It's it's an early 90s horror film. But it has like that late 80s, early 90s, almost action movie sensibility. Like this, this villain, Dr. Giggles, a titular evil doctor here, he just has endless one-liners. 
for every single thing that he does. Like there's this one like, you know, kill sequence where I think inside of 30 seconds, there's like four or five one liners. Just I'm not sure this guy has any dialogue that is not just one liners. It is like a movie that was made for GQ. Um, And I really appreciated it as well. It's a movie that honestly, I don't think I've seen since I probably rented it on VHS from the RX place back in 1993. I don't think I've seen it since then. I don't see it talked about a lot online, but it's it's really fun. Um, again, more complete thoughts. You can get those in season two mm-hmm. of Sounds Scary, but we sat down, we watched it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I really enjoyed it. Here's what I'll say. Having looked at the images, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Pinhead, the list goes on and on of horror villains who need masks or paint. Larry Drake pulls off looking terrifying with just his face. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and I'm sure at some point he has the, you know, medical mask over it, but he not much, though, honestly. And um, it really... It, it kind of plays out like an extended episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's got like sort of like a heightened comic book sort of tone to it. Um, it's And you know me, I like a fun horror movie. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, and Dougie Doug is in it um, from Cool Runnings. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, high praise. High praise from Doc Manson. How about you, uh, DC? What's your piece of positivity? I'm going to go with something that you can also watch, um, but it's, you know, I I don't do the TikTok, uh, but I have been into the Yahoo, or the Yahoo, the YouTube shorts, which is the same thing for all intents and purposes. Um, there is a guy named Dylan Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S, um, and he does vintage baking shorts which i uh so he has all of these old cookbooks and he finds a pickle cheesecake from 1942 and it's you know and he is funny and obviously he is very talented you learn as you're watching these that he can play the accordion um he grew up in bermuda you know he's just this very interesting uh character and he's gotten to the point now where he's done so many of these and reached a level of fame uh, he has a cookbook that he is releasing. I don't think I will get it because I don't think I, you know, but I had heard before watching that you can make a replica apple pie with Ritz crackers and the Ritz crackers when warmed, not when cold, when warmed will actually make you feel like you're eating an apple pie, but you're eating Ritz crackers with, you know, pie spices and things of that nature. Um, so that's very interesting from someone who is historically inclined, just seeing that. Um, and again, I think he's, he's quite funny. So, uh, if you're, if you're looking for something to, to, you know, to entertain you, you can watch a bunch of them. You can watch just one. There are compilations on YouTube that people have made. Uh, Dylan Hollis, I think you will enjoy. Yeah. Also a second piece of positivity. This is more of a recommendation, I guess. Subscribe to the Sound Scary podcast feed. Check out that trailer for season two. Yes. Uh, and if I if I can 
can add my own second piece and get a little sentimental. No. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, m- my wife went out with her mother and my mother yesterday. Um, they went shopping. And we were meeting for dinner in our local area, our local tree walk area. Um, and in order to save traffic, I went and picked my dad up and the champ and I, who do not often do things just the two of us, um, but, you know, drove the 30 minutes or so into, into town from picking him up. We got there early before the, the ladies joined us. So we went to the local candy store. My dad bought me candy, which I cannot remember the last time that happened. And we went and sat for like 20 minutes and ate you know, milk chocolate breakup pieces and just sort of chatted. And I had a moment where I was just like, my dad is 75 years old. I do not think this is the last time something like this will happen. But I had a moment where I just stopped and appreciated, you know, being able to to do that on a random Tuesday afternoon. So shout out to the champ. Love him dearly. Um, stop crawling around on your hands and knees. That, that would be ideal, right? You old, old man. <laughs> um, well, there we have it, uh, ladies and jelly spoons. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled, mastodon-filled episode. Perhaps we will see each other uh, on the mastodon. Uh, Doc is going to have to head on to the Discord to give us all directions on how to do the mastodon. Um Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? Send us an email. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Give us your money. Patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. It's really helpful. And we like it. And we appreciate it more than you know. Well, that's he true. is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. We like it too, though. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have a lovely week. Uh, stay cool. It's going to be hot again the next couple of days here and where we live. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be... Our bestie.